and welcome to Old Spiral Podcast. It is once again that time of year. I want to wish everybody out there happy holiday, a merry Christmas, and Drew. Uh, whatever you celebrate. The Festivus for the oh, rest of us. Oh, Festivus for the rest of us, of course. For all the Seinfeld fans out there. Yep. Yeah. Today, we're bringing you into the Christmas season. Actually, we're a little late for that, but this is our last episode before Christmas, and actually... Last episode of 2020. Last episode of 2020. And we're going to talk about Christmas in the Valley. Um, Christmas is... It's up there. It's one of my favorite times. I've always had fun Christmases. I was mm-hmm. lucky. Um, I like spending time with family. I'll be doing a little less of that this year. Sure. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, but I'm still going to have good food. I'm still going to get presents and give presents, which everyone knows is that's the whole reason for the season. Of course. Yeah. Um, it is for me. That's right. That's right. So... Uh, today we're talking about all the fun winter activities that happens here in the valley because yeah. winter time it can be a little depressing, mm-hmm. especially now. We've done a good job in the valley of creating some cool traditions that are unique to us. Yeah, there's really some spectacular people out there who go really far out of their way to make the season bright. Yeah. Speaking of making the season bright, I think the first thing we'll talk about is the lights at Locomotive Park. Sweet. Have you been there this year? I haven't. Um, I, as we talked about in the last episode, just got over COVID, unfortunately. So I've been cooped up, but uh, I think we're planning on taking the dogs down to go check it out at some point soon. Caitlin and I went with Elliot two nights ago, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a well, two nights ago. It was last Saturday. Um, it, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. You get the arches with the lights and all well, the now trees. they're all LED, so they're, like, super bright, which is cool. Yeah, and it's not as expensive to run. Right. I've been going to Locomotive Park since I was a kid. In fact, I don't really remember a time when there wasn't lights at Locomotive Park, mm-hmm. which makes sense because they were put in in 1994, so I'd only been about two years old. Right, we were little. We were. We were once once upon a time very little, and uh, much has changed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> fat jokes aside, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, the lights were thought of, I think you know, mostly the credit goes to Larry Kopsinski, he was an electrical engineer who owned John's Electric at the time, mm. but it was not a solo effort. Larry had a lot of help from the Lewiston Chamber of Commerce when they heard of his idea, uh, and he. It all started with Engine Ninety Two. That was that's the the train that's there, right? And it where, was used where the back of the park comes exactly from. locomotive park, right? And it was used in the <laughs> logging days. Hmm. So what's cool is, is I was reading through articles about this. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the older people in the valley at the time, you know, thought that was really cool because they, some of them had been on the train, used the train, right, it, when they were logging, right. So I thought that was really neat. And then a couple of the articles they they explain how um, it was 
to see the actual they made the lights move to make it look like the wheels were moving Mm -hmm. and puffs of smoke coming out the chimney and one of elliot's favorite things to do down there was pulling the string and making the bell ring sure which is i'm sure something that both you and i did too when we were kids oh absolutely yeah yeah it uses well that's one of the articles you have here says it uses up to 500,000 lights? Well, that was back in the day. Now I think it's up over a million. Yeah, I bet. Because at the beginning, they only did 12 trees and the train. Oh, okay. So that was just the first year, and then he had so many more ideas after that. He, It's quoted here. This is on the uh, winterspirit.com website. It explains the history of lights at locomotive park and he, he explains you know there's that area that the dance area where right it's pressure sensitive pads mm-hmm. and when you dance the lights change on that big tree mm-hmm. he said he got the idea from dancing with his daughter um listening to music and he thought wouldn't it be cool if the lights would change as you danced mm-hmm. and that i have to say was elliot's favorite part right it was it so much fun one of the cool cooler more cooler aspects of the the whole thing <laughs> yeah it was fun watching her dance and it was uh it was difficult getting her off the dance floor when it was time to go <laughs> there might have been a little bit of a uh, ice cream bribery in the mix <laughs> well and it's cool that um you know this year we can still partake in that tradition that our valley has celebrated for so many years now because um, it's of course outside you can distance and still go get into christmas and and, and be outside and check that out yeah, being outside, I mean, it's a little cold. I always remember freezing there. Mm-hmm. I've gotten smarter over the years. Um, I now layer. Mm-hmm. I put on the long johns. Well, back in our day, when you had to walk uh, uphill both ways to school, uh, it was a lot colder, it seems like. Like today, I think it was like 40 degrees and it rained. It did rain. There were a couple snowflakes mixed in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was rain. For whatever reason, it's just uh, we don't have as harsh a winters. It doesn't seem like, I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. I could be wrong. It's way of the road. Way of the road. Way of the road. Um, so it's it's just a stunning sight to see. It's the perfect location. That mm-hmm. was one he had in mind. Uh, what's really interesting is they get thousands of dollars a year in donations. It costs, you know, a couple thousand dollars to turn the lights on like you said they're leds now so it may not be so expensive as in previous years yeah but there's a couple things that stick out in my head about this one was the day they put all the lights up the first time Mm -hmm. they turned them on around dusk and they were really disappointed because it just didn't look bright and wonderful like he had in his head and he was kind of discouraged and he left and came back later in the, at night when it was actually dark, and, and he said he was just blown away and couldn't be happier with the results. That's cool. Yeah. So he's got the dance pad, um, the train with the moving parts, and then a few trees, but now there's those archways. Right. The archways, and in previous years, they would the lights would change as you walked through them. I didn't notice that this year. Mm-mm. But he said it's a lot of work. Oh, I'm sure. Setting up those... Um, what what you call it the sensors the timer sensor whatever it is yeah he says it's just a ton of work to set those up so they change at the right point so yeah. I, I don't know but they get ton of volunteer work i mean he said they estimated somewhere around eight thousand dollars in volunteer hours mm-hmm. and then the amount of work even that first year 
digging trenches and putting the to put the electrical cables through and to run the electricity everywhere. I noticed this year after reading, I was kind of looking for stuff, mm-hmm. and there's an area with dancing penguins, mm-hmm. which I think have been there for ages. Yeah, totally. And underneath each penguin, you can see a little hole in the ground that's covered and where there's all just where they're all plugged in mm-hmm. and so it must have taken a lot of time and a lot of effort oh yeah I'm to sure. plan all that yeah and especially if they were doing it uh of course in the winter when the ground is much more you know hard, not not as forgiving so it's tougher to dig in um whenever they first did it uh, but yeah it's just it's a cool tradition i don't really know of any other towns that have this weird little light park uh like we do and it's it's something that's cool that i always think about uh once christmas rolls around and it, it is a neat tradition and uh seems like they always have little sort of side quests that you can do like uh wasn't there like a maze at one point or something like that i don't recall the maze but i'm not gonna say it wasn't there there's like this thing that had they had like a bunch of hay bales stacked and you could like work your way through it and uh seems like there were like maybe little tiny houses that were lighted and they've done different things over the years but there I, was an uh, an igloo this year oh, okay and i don't remember what year i meant to <clears throat> i meant to find that out whether they put the fireplace in it was must have been around 2010 or something yeah i don't know what year it would have been but yeah that is another thing that they added um which is nice and i think the little slab of stone whatever it is is heated so you can go sit on that and warm up if you are freezing right he said he got the idea for those arches there's a bridge in spokane with Mm -hmm. it had lights all the way across it and he thought wouldn't it be cool if the lights did something as the cars drove across right and he took that idea and brought it back um there were a couple of towns i don't think they were quite as elaborate Mm -hmm. that did this and then there was a place it was like the uh, light zoo or something like that. I'm trying to to see where it, where it was, um, but the, they helped him out a lot, um, kind of figuring out what kind of lights he needed, mm-hmm. and gave him a lot of ideas on on how to build it. Yeah, I wonder what uh, what the the brand of preferences and style of bulb and all that. It'd be a fun question to have answered. Yeah your own lighting purposes so yeah go down check out locomotive park you know again drew said it's outside it's beautiful you can always just drive by mm-hmm. uh take it from drew wear a mask yeah man <laughs> uh, uh what else happens this time of year there's always the star on the well, top of the there's hill the star but then there's also of course uh candy cane lane oh can- candy cane lane that's Which amazing been going on way longer than i would have expected um we pulled up one article that cited that this was its what 61st year is that right brian yeah this is 61 years now of candy cane lane which i had no idea that it it's been going on so long and for those of you who don't know candy cane lane it's sunset drive in Mm -hmm. lewiston over there near sunset park (laughs) and you start i think the best place to start is kind of the top end so if like you're going to sunset park you all the way to the top right take a left and it's like the first or second left down but there's a sign little sign that says welcome to candy cane lane Mm -hmm. and now i don't know if it's like 
an ordinance, <laughs> but all the mailboxes. definitely expected. Well, no, I mean, not just the lights, but all the mailboxes sure. have candy canes on them. Yeah. Yeah, and that whole stretch is, what, seven blocks? So it's quite a ways. It's, it's a, a lot of houses that participate in, in what is Candy Cane Lane. Yeah. And most of them do. I mean, Caitlin and I drove after Locomotive Park. We went down Candy Cane Lane. And, gosh, there was only two or three houses that we saw that, that didn't have lights up. But they still have the Candy Cane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they still have the Candy Cane. And, you know, this was started in, I think... Ah, man, 1959, I believe. Wow. And it says it was started by uh, Dave and Wilma Howell. And they got together and and did it and asked for donations. I think it was a a bunch of, I mean, this was 1959. The Tribune article says a bunch of ladies got together over coffee and decided they wanted to do it. Right. Set up some lights, and it's been a tradition ever since to drive through Candy Cane Lane. Right. Yeah, and I mean, historically, when I was a kid, that was always uh, where you went to go see really good houses that had really good lights. Um, Now, of course, there's many, many different areas throughout the valley that have really good lights, but that was just something that you went and checked out, usually, like you said, after you went and looked at the light park. Um. But yeah, that's just another great little tradition that we've maintained apparently 61 years now. So yeah. it's been a while. Um, but yeah, there's also, if if you're still interested in more Christmas stuff, uh, there's also a Facebook group uh, where you can go and look at specific houses that have added themselves to the list of homes that are lit up. So if you want to check that group out, it's called LC Valley Christmas Lights, which, um, good title. (laughs) It's all in the name. Hey, you know what? Simple sometimes is just the way to go. Yep. No, uh, Christmas Lights, and again, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, just having up decorations and and ornaments and lights and everything. I don't think it's necessarily, you know, I don't think Christmas has the patent on it. Right. Yeah, and I mean, it's... It's just a fun thing to do. It is a fun thing to do, and it gets dark at, like, 2 o'clock, so... Sunsets at 4.30. Yeah, so you might as well have some lights because... 4 o'clock. It it, uh, gives something, you know, something for people to look at. Uh, It just, it does make you feel more festive. It makes makes things nicer, I guess. I don't know. It is fun. I, I don't really get into Christmas myself too much, but I do like the lights. It's fun. It is. It's great to drive around, and if you're driving around, check out LC Valley Christmas Lights. People will uh, submit their houses on there and uh, their addresses, which I've got some Christmas lights up. I wouldn't say they're amazing, but they do look nice. I'm not going to tell you where I live, though. (laughs) Uh, But I'm glad these people do. Uh, They have a little Google map with stars on it, so you can even plan out your route. Mm-hmm. Which, thank you, technology. I mean, it was fun aimlessly driving around back in the day looking mm-hmm. for lights, but now you can kind of... I yeah. had a flashback. When I was a kid, this might be goofy, uh, my stepmom and dad, we would make up uh, cheesy little prizes. Mm-hmm. And they were just like a, a card that says, you know, great lights and stuff like that. Not. Nah. Literally, but we would drive around town 
and look for Christmas lights. And if someone had a really cool Christmas light display, we'd throw one in their mailbox. They got the award. Yeah, they'd get the award. <laughs> that was air quotes there. You can't see them because this is a podcast. Uh, but that was kind of a fun thing to do. Maybe a little goofy, but... Oh, that's fun. I'm sure they, they definitely enjoyed uh, finding that. Yeah, but lighting up the darkness at this time of year it mm-hmm. does get dark so early yeah that's the only thing about winter i really dislike i mean the cold is one thing but just getting dark so early it's uh it's a bummer leaving leaving for work in the dark and coming home in the dark it's it can it can be a drag so i don't know if this house i'm sure it is but if it's not on the lc valley christmas lights mm-hmm. facebook page um, whether you go there or not, you have to drive by 1713 Cedar Drive. Um, this house is super cool. Yeah. Not only do they have a Christmas lights and decorations in the yard and everything, mm-hmm. but he has a shortwave radio transmitter, which he's plugged into Christmas songs mm-hmm. that sync with the lights in his house right so it's like a little free light show yeah and um if you check out the article that they write about him his name is ron roberts um he explains that it takes him sometimes like up to like 10 hours to sync the lights with these different songs um so it's a lot of work so you should go check it out just based on the amount of work that he uh he put into it he deserves you guys going out and checking it out yeah, and make up a little award and shove it in his mailbox. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, yeah, he's 70. He's been accruing these lights over like the last, you know, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious that he's put a lot of work into it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's fun to watch. Um, please go check it out. It's it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, let's see. What else do we have to cover here? Oh, we also have um, a lighted boat Christmas parade, which there is also a Facebook uh, group for. What's that one called? Uh, lighted boat Christmas parade. Again, sometimes you got to keep it simple. Why complicate it? <laughs> that starts at 5 on Saturday, December 19th. Um, last year, Rachel and I watched part of it, and uh, some of the boats were really good. It's actually pretty cool. Just from the picture on their Facebook page, I mean, that's obvious. I think I've only driven past and seen parts of it. I always seem to forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to be around this year. But if I was, it's definitely something I'd maybe drive down and watch for a while. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm really grateful that I have a good family to uh, spend time with, maybe a little less time with this year. Um there's some people I won't get to see, which is a bummer. Uh, but, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, I mean, Caitlin and I both have jobs. Our families are doing well. Um, whatever happens this year, we're going to have delicious food. We're going to get to open presents. Um, we get to spend the time together. And it's not going to be super stressful, hopefully. And uh, Christmas time can always be a little stressful. I don't yeah. think it would be Christmas time without it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of families right now. Um, there's a lot of families every year, but especially this year, that are going to have a little bit of a hard time with Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are out of work. A lot of people's work have been reduced. Right. So Christmas can be a real hard time for more families than usual. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, it's a good reminder as always, any time of the year, but especially this time of year and this year in particular, to remember to support our local businesses if you can, um, not only by giving them your money, but also by wearing a mask when you go out into public, because I can tell you this, it is so much more comfortable to wear those silly, stupid masks than it is to have COVID. Um, It is so much more helpful to those people that employ uh folks working in public uh by you wearing a mask so that you don't spread this stupid stuff around i can tell you what it is it's not fun it's not uh something to be messed with uh coming from personal experience it is a big deal so wear your mask make sure that you keep everybody healthy make sure everybody can continue to work make sure you can keep uh our local businesses around during this time well if you're against masks and you feel like it's imposing something upon you think of the people in the stores working them mm-hmm. i mean what if what if they're not isn't it you know isn't it in the spirit of winter or christmas to to do you know i what do i want to say here if it makes the other person feel more comfortable yeah isn't that kind of a nice thing to do to put right. your pride or whatever it is aside for well, 10 minutes. And, and let's say yeah, it's uncomfortable for you. Well, you're a wuss for one. But two, it's not that long that you have to wear it. And three, uh, again, like I said, it is so much more comfortable <laughs> to wear this mask than to have this disease. It is a big deal. And you could be taking somebody off from work for multiple weeks during this time of year when everybody's trying to save money and buy gifts for people and uh, continue to pay their bills. So just wear the mask. It's it's not tough. It is science. It is real. And I can tell you it's very real from personal experience. It It's the most sick I've ever been. So just swallow your pride if you have it, I guess, and wear the damn mask. Yeah, and not everybody gets paid time off when they get sick. No. And this is, uh, it's just not, it's not a good thing for them. No, especially if you do own a small local business and uh, you're it. I mean, that's that's the employees, that's the everybody that's managing everything. If you get sick, I mean, that that could really screw some people over. So, uh, yeah, just, just wear the mask. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, like I was saying, I'm fortunate enough that I'm going to be able to buy presents for my friends and family. Mm -hmm. I think one thing I'm doing this year for presents, a lot of people, um, sorry, uh, friends and family that I am buying gifts for is, uh, here's what you're getting. Uh, I'm going to do a lot of gift, gifts, gift cards for Mm -hmm. local businesses. That's going to be my big thing. Um, I think there's a Facebook page. I meant to get it before we started, uh, but there is resources out there to find out which local businesses are kind of having a hard time. Mm -hmm. I know roosters, restaurant put out something on facebook not that long ago um and that's got to be tough because dine-in restaurants i mean they can't they can't serve right there's no dining in right. that might have ended that might have ended by now i don't think so i think they're still doing that huh but i know there's a lot of places struggling so a lot of people are getting gift cards from around the valley mm-hmm. which is a great idea and um even even if your favorite place isn't struggling uh <clears throat> still give them your your support uh like you said buy a gift card um if you know that that special person that you're shopping for has something in mind from one of these shops grab that item from there instead of getting it from amazon or whatever you might uh you know have to spend a little bit more but hey it's worth it 
And if you are fortunate enough to have a little extra this year, um, one thing to check out would be the Toys of to- Toys for Tots, mm-hmm. not Toys of Tots. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a Mr. Potato Head. Toys made of tots? Uh, I was going to make a Napoleon Dynamite joke, but I'm going to skip that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, Toys for Tots. Uh, Jim White, a former Marine, is the local coordinator here. Um, there's Toys for Tots donation centers uh, around... I think there's one at Walmart and then other local retailers mm-hmm. in the valley. Um, if you're in Walmart and you're just and you're buying stuff for people, I, I I'm doing a white elephant. I don't think they're gonna listen. <laughs> I'm doing a white elephant with a couple of friends mm-hmm. and uh, ten bucks. I got two Nerf guns. Mm-hmm. You know it comes with Nerf ten dollars. Right. You know what? Pick up another one. Drop it in the Toys for Tots sure. bucket. You Good know, yeah. it's five, ten bucks. That's all you really need to do, and it'll really brighten some family this year. Mm-hmm. I know the union I'm in at work. Um, we're, we decided to take uh, uh, some money out of our account and donate it to a family in need, which is really cool. Yeah, that there's is very cool. There's a lot of things happening, and a lot of ways you can decide to help out. Um, again, if if you're lucky enough to be able to do that i really encourage you to do that especially this year if not if not every year because i don't know it's hard enough to put toys under the tree Mm -hmm. or uh give toys one night every eight nights or whatever right it's hard enough to do that any year but especially now with so many people out of work yeah yeah, and uh, it's also just a good time to reach out to people that maybe you haven't talked to for a while or seen in person uh, because we've been kind of sheltering in place or whatever you want to call it. Um, man, I got lonely when I was sick. It was weird being in my basement uh, just sitting there for two weeks doing nothing. It, it It's weird. And for people that live places that have been impacted more by the virus that maybe haven't left their homes for a month or two or three or four or however long that would suck i mean there's only so much netflix to go around so yep <laughs> reach out to people say hi that's right just call them up and start singing <laughs> i i believe it was buddy the elf who said the the best way to spread spread christmas cheer is uh, singing loud for all to hear yep. so i want to see do that uh, to me though all right i'm gonna do that for sure you're getting that call um have a little bit of eggnog and, and they call you what's your stance on eggnog Drew? it's disgusting you don't like eggnog i don't like it hmm. I, I knew there was something wrong with you <laughs> i always wondered how to make like alcoholic egg. this is something for later if you have an alcoholic eggnog recipe send it my way hmm. i'd really like to know although i've never had alcoholic eggnog <clears throat> what do you put in it vodka i don't know um wouldn't it curdle the uh well no no what about white russian? white russians yeah. yeah one of my faves that's my favorite oh we're gonna dude. have to do white russians do divides watch big lebowski uh, well and uh what is it on the office anthony anthony andy takes uh michael to benihana and they have nagasaki's nagasaki's all right so yes if you've got a good uh spiked eggnog recipe uh throw it on the old spiral podcast facebook page <laughs> if you would I will see it, and I will drink it. Um, just everyone out there, I hope you're doing well. 
Thanks for listening. We'll see you again at the new year. We are almost at our one year mark. Yeah, hard to believe. Yep. And it's always getting better, I hope. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's getting better. So if you stick with us, I mean, we got a lot more material to cover and we're excited. Um, Like I said, more interviews. Yeah. Yeah. The last episode with Stephen Branting was a lot of fun. We'll have to have him back. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'd love to have Steve on anytime he wants to be on the show. Wealth mm -hmm. of knowledge. Yeah. Doug Riddle was a lot of fun talking Mm -hmm. about some jet boats. Yep. Oh, man. There was a lot of good episodes this last year. Yeah. We'll have to do like a a one year wrap up where we'll talk about. some of our favorites and whatnot that's right but enjoy the holidays spread some cheer um say hi to your family for me yeah uh and uh we'll see you again um i don't know january 1st or 2nd i guess something like that something like that yeah all right thanks everybody for listening um Thanks to all our Patreon subscribers. Again, we've said it before, because of the people that donate to this show, which we provide for free to everybody, mm-hmm. next year our um, platform that we keep it on is free for us. We right. don't have to we don't have to put any more money into the show, which is awesome, which I would gladly do anyway. Yeah. But big thanks to our Patreon subscribers yeah. who make this even easier for us and we're hoping uh we get a little extra surplus too where we can make fun stuff like shirts or stickers and maybe even come out with a website that's right okay we'll see you guys next year With the dawn, I'll put the stove and coffee on. The little ones begin to yawn on Christmas morning. Smell of breakfast in the air, a scream of look as Santa was here, a spreading round that winter cheer on Christmas morning. Clothes and flashy toys are given to the girls and boys. But what really brings us joy is the love on Christmas morning. Christmas morning.